0: You're listening to The Spirit Hunters. Find out how to join our now public and free Discord group and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod.
1: 35 of the Spirit Hunters. This is Joe,
2: Patrick,
0: Hannah, and Megan.
1: So, last time, speaking of old memes, last time someone set us up the bomb and we get message. We then talked a lot about masoyama and bodhisattvas and how the succession crisis of the most famous Tibetan avatar of Guanyin is going to be a nightmare. This week, Meroem and 60 per- 66% of the Royal Guards get mushy gushy and up in each other's fields while Palm pulls a Joseph Joestar pose. Speaking of extracurricular interlopers, we have guests. Mind introducing yourself? You're, uh, and you and your kogu. I was going to say you and your co-guest you can and your introduce kogu. themselves when they get here later, but they're here now, so please, introduce yourselves.
3: I'm David, and... Go ahead. <laughs> cool!
4: I, I'm Lauren, uh fan of the pod, fan of Hunter Hunter, happy to be here.
2: Heck Thank yeah. You. G- glad to have you guys aboard, I'm excited to talk hunter with y'all it's going to be fun well we're all excited but i'm also excited so
1: so many years ago in 2016 david and i appeared on a podcast together have you been on a podcast since
3: no this will be my next podcast since that very day
1: hell yeah we spent (laughs) way too long talking about pokemon ruby and sapphire that year
3: was it Impossible Coin or is it
2: Super family Complet? Super
1: family Complet, that show that I keep on the air for, that show that I keep on the internet for some reason.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, because it's
2: good. When did we? It's start a good show. This
0: podcast.
1: This podcast, 2018. So oh, we. Fuck. Oh my god.
2: Oh fuck. It's it's been like five years. <laughs> ew. I can't did believe we're. Ew. ew. What? ill? What's so ill? We have a legacy. We have hours of our voice on the air that will be archived by. The Internet Archive for years to come.
0: I'm almost as old as you guys were when I met you. It's wild. It's crazy. Wait.
1: No, I'm kidding, Joe. You Joe,
0: you weren't. You weren't 28, were you?
1: I'm trying to think of how old I was when we met, but I, I wasn't know. 28. It wasn't so uh, yeah.
0: I know it's no, just getting older. So. Or older. We're not old. We're all even. Joe is young. Uh, yeah, we're
2: <laughs> not, I mean, what, what, Once we get to our 50s, we'll be old. But even then, that's gonna be that's gonna be sus.
0: I was just going to say,
4: under 50 is still young to me.
0: Yeah, same. same. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, 50 and under, even like early 50s, I'm like, yeah, that's not, I don't know. I don't even know what ta- old age now people, jo- I joke about this a lot, um, and I call Joe old, uh, but he's like, what, 35, 34? 34.
1: 34.
0: For 34.
1: You know, I think old. you need
2: to add a four in front of that. Huh? I think you meant a four, not a three, but Oh, yeah, just- yeah.
0: Joe is 54, as we know, which is our threshold for being old.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: But,
0: like, I look at, like, 60-year-olds now. I'm like, y'all are killing it. I don't know. I like, was like, worried
1: where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are. <laughs> I look at these 60-year-olds. I'm like, damn, they're looking good. Good. You yeah. know you know, my favorite thing about 60-year-olds? The older I get the they stay the same age. Uh, sheesh. Uh, sheesh. Uh, sheesh. Well, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you
2: can fuck 60 of them. Yeah,
0: you know that somehow, that's less creepy than the original line, so I'm going to stick with it. 60-year-olds. I mean, it's
1: inherently less creepy than the original <laughs> senior line. Senior citizens,
0: the older I get.
1: The they get a discount. Um, you
0: can join AARP. Oh, sorry, what was that?
2: I just said all senior citizens should have a life alert.
0: Oh. You know, right. I need life alert, all right. obviously. It's like more toilet paper life alert. <laughs> So <laughs> you
1: know, I'm just gonna you know go out on and I'm gonna put another number there, 128, aka of episode 128, unparalleled joy and unconditional love. Oh shit, this one's actually gonna be hard to pronounce. Mujo um, no yorokobi to musho no ai. I'm guessing that's oh, I wish I knew what musho no musho meant off the top of my head, but. This one would have been a really interesting one to do a etymology on, but I didn't. Anyways, originally released in Japan on May 7th, 2014, and the equivalent manga chapters are 299 and 301, which were released in Japan on March 8th, 2010. Who wants to give us the synopsis or who wrote the synopsis?
2: Um, I kind of don't want to admit that because of I didn't reali- yeah. The synopsis is going to be kind of it's an interesting one.
1: The last sentence of it made me think Megan did it, but the fact that Patrick is saying this makes me think Patrick did it.
2: Okay, well, I mean I can read it if you want.
0: It wasn't me. I'll read <laughs> Patrick. Patrick definitely wrote this.
2: I uh, did not write this. You this didn't is, write it? No, this is right. this was a mystical entity.
5: Oh. I can read it so that yeah. way Patrick you because I know you do the manga notes. Oh
6: yeah. So that, go for that it. That works.
5: Alright. Here we're here's the story. As the king lays dying in the hands of Yuppie, Poop realizes it's too late for Pito to heal him, so he makes a last ditch effort to save him. Um, so he this is like a fanfic, but it's not; it's canon. He enters the king and fills him up with his matter. begins right. to take <laughs> him in. It's Woo! accurate. Yeah, and seats Oh, it was the most delicious things he's ever had. Oh no, we shouldn't have made um, Hannah. We made Hannah read this. I didn't realize what this said. <laughs> he begins, why did you mean why? Did <laughs> <Hannah> <laughs> he read it? As begins to this? be filled by poop, the king is in pure ecstasy, and he says he can never have anything else ever again. With poop moaning in pure pleasure and gratefulness. Um, as you know poop has a uh, was a praise kink so um, <laughs> then poop gets naked for some reason there's a reason and then after, Oh yeah there's
2: a reason all right
5: yeah this reason's like you know what pad fan fiction so it's not that bad <laughs> There could be worse um, hey
2: i'll t- i'll take it i mean uh, i don't know who wrote it but they probably should that's probably a good compliment for them to take um, so i don't know who wrote it though
5: yeah, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Anyways, after viewing this pleasurable act, Yubi decides to join in and begins dripping his liquid essence into the king's mouth. The king can't take no more, and he begins to moan loudly in pure bliss as he feels born anew. Yubi can't take it anymore and begins moaning himself very loudly in happiness, calling out his sire's namesake. Oh, whoa. (laughs) And the king needs more and more and more, and is ready to receive it all. Again, they oblige and fill him yet again, with all the parties moaning, with pleasure. Oh, and then (laughs) um, also Merimam is the name that his mommy gave him um it's all full circle sorry for any kids listening
0: pretend this didn't happen <laughs> i feel like we say enough random crap
2: that is completely safe for work though yeah it was... this? i mean there's nothing there's nothing that was i mean there was no bad words in this
5: in the fan fiction terms, it'd be rated a lime. <laughs> wait, what does that mean? Wait, what are the fanfiction
0: ratings?
4: Hannah? I know what you that know. means. Yeah. Wait, Lauren, Hannah, you guys to what is uh, it? suggestive it's not... of sex instead of explicit sex? Explicit sex is a lemon.
5: Yes. It'd be rated mature or maybe if they can get a rated rated teen on archive of your own. So, <laughs>
0: so. wait.
5: There's a
1: citrus scale.
0: It's a citrus scale. What's an orange? It's really just lemon and lime. Oh, okay. There's, there's no calamansi. What, no. what is yuzu? Yeah. <laughs> yuzu, yeah, yuzu.
2: Yuzu, you don't even want to know what yuzu is. That's like pretty much borderline illegal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure. uh, cool. So I like how it's like not porn or smut. It's like straight up, is it a lemon or a lime?
4: I think that that started because fanfiction.net had started to try to get rid of all uh, porn from the website. And that was like uh, teenagers' ways of signaling that it was porn without without, writing smut. Because then it would get taken down. That
0: makes sense. Like, it's like a tag. It'd be like, I need to find my Lime shit. Exactly.
4: In the (laughs) description, it'll say, like, Lime in
1: parentheses. You know, it's the indication of the face I make on reading it
4: that'll do Makes
1: it sense. too yeah Check <laughs> so uh on another note i looked up the uh origin of those two words that i was saying earlier and uh mujo no yorokubi" just means without a higher joy and the other one uh musho no ai means uh free of charge love so love given freely and so basically it's a literal almost a not a literal but a very good translation for it is unparalleled joy and unconditional love the opposite of the the citrus scale i guess
4: sick this feels like the most r-rated episode i love this episode i think it's hilarious um and season three to me really is like, with the amount of decapitations that happen alone, it gets pretty R-rated, but this is just, like, the most here's sex that the show ever gets, I think.
1: It just occurred to me, we should probably ask, like, what are your guys' connections to Hunter Hunter, actually, and Togashi's work generally? That's something we should have done earlier, but please, tell us.
3: You mean, like, what we've partaken in, or...
1: Yeah, like you know, like what 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 does Hunter Hunter mean to you in your life? Like, just speak up, speak from your heart. What a great ah,
3: question, man! That's such a great question. It really does embody just like really creative writing to me, um, and like how to. I guess, like, how
1: did it come into your guys' lives too? Yeah,
3: yeah. So, uh, I started. Like, you want to go, Lauren? Because it's like your story is more entertaining. Go ahead.
4: If- this was the first anime I ever watched. Uh, yeah, me and Dave had started dating, and I knew he was obsessed with One Piece, uh, which I later got into. But at first, I was like, that's stupid. I don't... That all seems dumb. And then one day, he turned on Hunter x Hunter, and I came into the room, and I went, turn off your cartoons. That's dumb. And I sat down, and I started watching, and I quickly became so invested in it. And... um then you know we watched all through the anime and then got the manga to ch- continue the story. I took a large break because I was so sad that I don't want to give spoilers, but my guy gone, you know. Um,
1: oh wait! Everyone who's here has finished the series, right? Yeah, the anime. Yeah, we have one wait. token member who has not finished the anime. We were, uh, and they to. They are let not her. here.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Her. Well, caught. yeah. Then we switched to the manga, but um, it's such a beautiful yeah. story. I find it so inspiring. The writing is so good. The soundtrack, oh my god, <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah, I think I think it was my my favorite part is when Gon got got crushed by that rock when he uh the the cross shaped rock when he was trying to save his buddy. Oh right, that was like the saddest part.
1: It's been a while since you've gone with a JoJo reference.
2: I mean, that happened, right? It's been a little bit. I'm pretty all sure right. he gets crushed by a giant cross rock and he yells, "Take all my hormone." Yeah, why not? Have yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. That's a drink. But uh David, how about you, man?
3: Um yeah, so like I like uh I'd watched Hunter Hunter oh like in high school, but I wasn't as into it um as One Piece. So it really like when I first watched it again for the first time again with uh Lauren, uh really grew appreciation for it and um just yeah, everything Lauren said, I just pretty much agree with. Um, and then after that, I just continued on with the manga, which I've still thoroughly enjoyed, and moved on to some of his other works. I re- I finished just recently. I finished reading Level E, which I thought also was
1: really hell. Cool. Yeah, you'll be yeah. like one of our two guests during that <laughs> entire season. Oh, <laughs> awesome! The, the only two people I know who have read Level E.
3: It's actually we'll really the... good. I okay, think.
1: I really like it too. But it is the like most like hey. I have to really know a lot about your taste before I even suggest this.
3: Yeah, yeah, I kinda of, kind of exactly. But yeah, that's kind of what uh my backstory looks like with Togashi's work anyway.
1: I forget, did either of you guys watch Yu Haka Show before or did you go back to it afterwards?
3: Um, so I recently so Lauren has not experienced Yu Yu Show. We maybe will get to that, but I, rec- I read um all of Chapter Black. I didn't I skipped everything up to Chapter Black just because I was like, I know Chapter Black's really good, so I'm just gonna read Chapter Black and like un- understand like all the context up to that point and then kind of get the big picture. And eventually I'll go back and read the whole series. But that's all I've got from you Hakusho, content so far.
2: Just pretend uh, after Chapter Black it ends.
3: <laughs> well the, Chapter Black's really good I think, you know so it's Chapter really it's yeah right. and yeah, that's like a lot of um like a lot of the same themes that you see, like in the uh, manga and Hunter Hunter, uh, especially it, current day Hunter Hunter, um, that's coming on in the manga. I feel like. So just to clarify,
1: where everyone else is in the series, I'm the only one on the podcast who has read.
3: Ah, okay, good to know. Good to know. Good to know. So I will refrain from discussing further. Someday we will get there
1: because I love where the manga's at right now, but. Same.
2: We we yeah. got a little bit less than a year left of uh, <laughs> a little bit less than a year left of uh, Hunter x Hunter, so we're getting close.
1: Yeah, it's just the manga is in a place.
3: Yeah, crazy. <laughs> a crazy place. I um I'm really like how exciting would it be is like once you you guys finish all like getting through all the episodes in the anime another uh, expansion of the anime is announced, how cool would that be? That's what I'm I, hoping for.
1: If they do that, it would have to be like a fucking OVA, like 90s style, and I don't think, I don't know if they would do that.
2: As long as they make as much filler as possible. Uh, maybe a movie?
0: I think they would nowadays. I I don't know. Like, if this was 2011, they wouldn't. But
4: I'm gonna go out on a limb and save for hope. I think they're gonna continue the anime. Because that's what I want. <laughs>
0: And Lauren, I I think you should get what you want. We're gonna manifest it. We're gonna Thank manifest. You. It. <laughs> we're manifesting that this is happening because I think Are we all really out want in
5: it. the universe. I know. Yeah. This <laughs> karma
0: everywhere. <laughs> Keep this pot in business.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. So that sounds good. Uh, so to get back to the episode we're on, uh, one twenty eight. Uh, so <laughs> let's start. Let's no that that one's that one's me, and that wasn't a diversion. That was like a real talk and something we should have done earlier. So that was on me. But uh, I just kind of want to redirect it back to this. But uh, just to mention, so let's let's get on the subject of how the two of them, you know, nurture the king. Um, and I think it's interesting the different ways in which they go about it. Because Poof, uh, as is befitting of someone uh, as, you know, cultured and refined as, as him, uh, actually has, you know, his body, you know, basically turned into little cells that he sends into the king's body while it seems Yuppie. Like, literally just dissolves himself into some sort of, like, meat sap, I guess. Which I think really does kind of express who they are at the core of their being. One's very exacting, very precise, and the other's like, I'm like a big jock of, like, a octopus man centaur thing.
2: That should be the, the episode title, Here here, King, Drink My Meat Sap.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that. That's also a, yeah, would have gone with my birthday theme, if you know what I mean.
3: Hell yeah!
0: Rule (laughs) 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 thirty-four. heroes rule rule (laughs) thirty-four.
1: That should've been the title of the party. Yeah, just got no one to show up.
2: That's gonna be mine now. I got two. I got three more birthdays. That's gonna be gonna be that one. We're gonna. You only have two
1: birthdays left until he gets to thirty-four. (laughs) <laughs>
6: well,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. like are you dying? No. What, you, goodbye.
1: What ended up happening for me was we had it at a beer garden in Hoboken that turned out to be the official location for that turned out to be the location for the official watch party for a hockey game in the playoffs by complete accident. So we started out like really chill and then by the end of it we had to be screaming at each other across tables because like everyone was cheering for like a New Jersey Devils versus New York Rangers game.
2: You should have them put on Yuri on Ice.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, sure. You Would know have what? have gone really well. Uh, beer Garden in Hoboken sounds so pretentious.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a song title. No. I'm
1: not no. from New York,
4: but that sounds pretentious as hell. Megan,
1: if you go to Hoboken, you're going to like regret your words and deeds.
4: It's a staple, I'd say. Oh.
1: It's it's more just like, oh yeah. Like it's it's a place that for a lot of my friends from New York, it was their first time being there because like no one wants to be seen, like no one wants to be caught dead in you know in New Jersey, Jersey. if you're from New York. And so like I had to like I had basically told my girlfriend like I'm going to use the power of my birthday, my fucking Dragon Ball wish to get my New York friends to go to New Jersey. And they made it. So funny. Yeah, they made it. They they braved the Port Authority and everything damn that's the did
2: they did they, did they brave the co- the undercover cops that are totally not undercover cops in the subway yeah, yes and yes Who have like uh, bulletproof the
0: jackets of- and a t-shirt over that
2: <laughs> they oh, ticketed yes. me
3: and dave before God damn Oh really? <laughs> it. They they got us they got us i think everyone has a story like that <laughs> no they didn't oh. tackle
4: us we are have to turn funny? style and they like pulled us to the side to give us tickets and while they pulled us to the side about 20 people Hopped the turnstile.
6: You should have <laughs> ran. You should
0: just I was ran gonna back say, and not, you know, like the <laughs> opposite way.
1: For <laughs> some background information, um while like Dave and Lauren are in LA now, back in the day they used to live in the tri state area. Yeah, we oh, we like lived with in
4: Doofenshmarts? Incorporated. <laughs> Like nice. we lived in Newark. Newark.
1: <laughs> Newark, baby.
0: Wait, what's the what are the three states in the tri-state area?
1: It depends if you're talking to people in New York or if you're it's talking de- to people in New Jersey. Because if you're talking to people in New, New Jersey, There's it's Pennsylvania, New blood. Jersey, and New York. If you're talking to New Yorkers, it's New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. That's
2: you true. Know, you know Pennsylvania does have some bitchin' areas though. Like they have they have like the best drive. Well, they had the best drive-ins up there, and the camping was phenomenal. Welcome to
1: Pennsylvania cast.
4: When me and Dave Dave drove cross-country to go to LA, the craziest billboard we actually saw was in Pennsylvania, which was a picture of Joe Biden dressed up to be part of the Taliban. And it said, like, Joe is Taliban. And, like, we went through Ohio. We went through Texas. But Pennsylvania had the wackiest.
1: No Wait, yeah. <laughs>
4: um,
1: okay, that even beats the one in Ohio that just says hell is real. Oh, there's so hell many hell, hell is, is real. real.
4: You can find a hell is real on Long Island.
2: I like the uh I like the is like heaven or hell, and then they make the uh guilty gear jokes on it.
1: God damn it.
2: It's like heaven or hell, let's rock.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I thought...
0: Sorry, I can't get over Joe's Taliban.
1: What's up, Pennsylvania? <laughs> Joe's Taliban? Who,
2: actually, no. Who would you think would be from the Tri-State area and Hunter x Hunter? Like, in this part. I think... Leorio, I think Leorio from
1: New York. Leorio yeah, is yeah. definitely from New York. But, like, what borough is, like, Leorio from? I'm He'll say he's Brooklyn. I was gonna I'm say the Bronx. Bronx. The Bronx. Yo, he's, he's totally from the Bronx. He's and just, then he
4: moved to Brooklyn. <laughs> I was gonna say
1: he is, a white, he is a white. He's a white passing like Dominican dude, and you're just like, oh shit, Leorio. He is he's is ready to he's
3: ready to
4: fight at any moment, no matter how strong the opponent is. He's Leorio. He's
3: from the he cares Bronx. about his friends.
4: He cares about I'm, his friends.
6: Okay.
0: I think Gon
2: to be from Pennsylvania though.
0: <laughs> Gon's from uh, Connecticut.
3: Goan <laughs> is not from Connecticut. <laughs> <I> <laughs> see all about that, that, that life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the record. That is we went, slander.
4: We went to college in Connecticut.
3: I forgot about that. What <laughs> college yeah. is in Connecticut? Oh God,
4: Quinnip- Quinnipiac. A lot of them.
3: What?
4: Well, Yale's in Connecticut, but we went to Quinnipiac.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds fancy.
4: It's. It's fake fancy. It it's wants you to fancy. think it's fancy. It's, fancy. <laughs> it's not it's fancy. fancy. <laughs>
1: it,
0: does it market itself like we're next to Yale? So like Absolutely. Literally, yes.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. That's They very have like
4: to me. They have a fake rivalry with Yale when it comes oh, to no. the hockey teams. And How Yale does not know. For them. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. They created like a merch campaign to try to like it continue right. the fight. And the slogan was beat Yale. <laughs> it's <like laughs> a I...
0: And Neil goes, Who are you? <laughs>
4: exactly. Literally, <laughs> <laughs>
6: exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, just really funny. Because, like, having a rival. I'm trying to think, like, if Gon. Who's Gon's rival? Hisoka, I guess, in a way. I, yeah, I Kilo, would say. Maybe. You're Kilo- Well, Kilo's
4: like. No.
2: They're rivals each
0: other. Yeah. They're like building each other up.
4: I yeah, guess, but like, they're like competition
2: Kilo- almost. Yeah.
4: I think Kila sees more of a rivalry between the two of them than Gon does. Agree.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, speaking of Keela, where in New York do you think he's from? Because I'm pretty sure it's Manhattan, I just haven't decided where. I was
0: going to say the, queen, the Queens. Upper <laughs> East Side. Have I been York once? I, was, <laughs> also, I yeah. was
1: like, is he from the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side? And I'm having a hard time choosing, but you're probably right. He's probably from the Upper East Side.
2: Honestly, I think I think he was more New York State because he seems like one of those guys that had the fancy, the f- family like, grew up like in the mountains, in the, f- the giant oh, yeah. house. Oh, yeah, they they've got go an the,
4: apartment in yeah. the Upper East Side, but they spend their time in their mansion.
2: You might exactly, be right. and and they go to the Catskills every summer. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh
1: no, you might be right.
2: <laughs> that, or maybe that's, the that's, Hamptons. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> is I can see in New York? That.
4: York. It's on Long Island.
1: Yeah.
2: I like how guys, regional this, this shift has been going on. Okay, we went from we... all Arizona to fucking New York. and like <laughs> okay. that What area part I'm of like Phoenix uh... is gone from? <laughs> he's he... oh, He's, that's so a Apache question. he's he from Apache Junction. AJ? AJ? AJ?
1: Oh, he's percent from Apache Junction.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is even this podcast anymore? Uh...
0: Kurapika's from Queen Creek. Okay, anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to put in my Kurapika New York location. I'm pretty sure he's actually from... Where is that part of New Jersey that supposedly has, like, a group of people who don't make contact with the rest of civilization?
2: Is that
0: Pennsylvania? Like, the Amish? I'm pretty sure
2: that's Pennsylvania. That's, like, the Amish country.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's Are you talking go about the Amish? Q- no, I'm not talking about the Amish. I'm talking about, uh, yeah, let's just go with Kurapika is from, like, <laughs> the uh, if it's from Amish country, yeah.
3: I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, the thing yeah.
2: is that it, it, my vibe is is Kurapika is that he grew up in there. He left when he got eighteen, and then he went to Connecticut and just Wait. lived on fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Like no. Dunkin' <laughs> is running through that fucker's that fucker's veins. Like Joe
0: Kurapika's from pre pre gentrified Williamsburg.
2: Oh, I like it. Okay, I guess it's a
1: persecuted group. So I he, guess. I he, I did he, did he leave, and then he came back, and all his clan were gentrified out. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. But they left their eyeballs.
0: Yeah.
1: Exactly. That that was part of weird. it. Weird.
0: It took a weird turn.
1: Yeah. I don't know. You just, you can leave. Your eyeballs can stay.
2: Yeah. They got just sick ass drip, and it's like Carapica. It's like I am now dead ass.
1: Oh fuck you. Anyways.
3: Wait, did everyone read the Karapika chapter? Just kind uh, of yes. yeah. we covered
1: we covered on the pod once. I have a feeling oh, nice. that half the cast doesn't remember it.
2: We watched the movie though; that was kind of cool. oh yeah.
1: We watched the movie that contains Wait, part of it. There's a
2: movie
3: that contains um, part of it. It's like an OVA. so yeah. The movie
1: is mostly non canonical except for the part based on the manga.
3: Oh wow! Okay, not gonna. Nah. Tail take notes. Watch just that
1: part. Do not yeah, watch just the rest of part. it The yeah. rest is really bad.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah.
1: It's like a full metal alchemist, like un like, you know, non-canon movie bad.
3: I never watched a full metal alchemist movie, but i oh, I can uh, imagine. Uh
2: spoilers, don't watch it because it's garbage. <laughs> just like the rest of Full metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but
1: Oh yeah, Patrick is a notorious Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood hater for some reason.
2: Why? Because, I, th- we, because we
1: literally went on a full metal alchemist podcast to have out this discussion it was couples therapy it didn't go well
2: tldr uh the blonde kid that i can't remember his name is the worst pro tag of all time surrounded by the best characters of all time and that's naruto, why i don't like that show
3: naruto's a bad pro bag <laughs> damn i mean, I mean that's
2: fair. annoying i'm just gonna. naruto sucks up. yeah. Oh, we're
1: taking the what? strong stance that Naruto sucks on this podcast. Never, <laughs> have we really
0: ever talked about Naruto out of all the years we've done
1: most no, podcasts? We've, we've, we don't we've talk we've about talked bad about podcasts Naruto and like made references to it. I think last episode I talked about the yeah. references to the you know thousand hand Buddha in Naruto. Okay, I,
3: I yeah. Think have we cou- yeah, like we're talking about that. discussed how Naruto uh heavily is influenced by? This H- HXX. Yeah, yeah, we did. We okay. we
1: definitely have, and not in a like, oh, they stole it way more. Like a dude's clearly a huge fan, and while yeah, I don't yeah. love Hunter Hunter, I'm not gonna call him like an asshole for like making references to something he cares about.
2: Didn't Togashi even draw like Naruto at one point mm-hmm. for like a thing?
0: Yeah, in like the manga like pages, like a side page, he like drew a little Naruto, which was
1: cute.
2: So yeah, there's there's a couple Naruto drops. So. Back to
1: imagery. What did we think of the imagery of, you know, them them helping the king and sort of becoming one in mind and body?
2: Very horny.
4: So horny.
1: I thought, uh, I thought there were some uh, interesting choices. How does this compare to, say, Food Wars imagery with how much everyone's coming all over when they just, like, eat that food?
2: Well... <laughs> You know what? I don't know. Like the things that Food Wars, it's all the time, so you're just desensitized to it. It's like, oh, okay, fair. here's another here's another Food Wars uh, orgy thing. Let's and naked people going up. Let's let's watch it again. It's you know used to it. But this one's like you don't expect it, so it's like it adds to that that like oh I didn't see that coming. and No pun intended. Neither did he. Exactly. Um, God damn it, Joe.
1: But yeah, it does feel like the horniest moment from the least horny show.
0: From what should be the least horny moment also.
4: <laughs> Can I say that I think that the way that um Poof does his cells versus the way that Yuppie does his cells with Poof, um, it's like such a show and I feel like that's always part of his character that he it's like while he's doing it in service of the king, it's also for himself a bit. Like it's yeah. always so dramatic, and then with Yuppie, it's like straight to the point, I'm just liquefying myself to give it, because he's more of the straightforward character, where I think... It's like, poop- here's
2: my meat sweatsking. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that was emblematic of who they are, Um both from, like, their abilities, but also, like, their personality. And... I think this whole thing is, like, really interesting because it's, like, directly followed by the announcer being, like, they had at least reached the pinnacle of their species, being queens. And then all I could think of is the three of them and just me looking at them being like, yes, queen, yes. Yes, queen, yes.
2: <laughs> slay, slay. Slay.
0: Slay your enemies.
1: Yes, exactly. I'm just thinking of that Duolingo TikTok now. Um, I need
2: to see that one. Send that to me.
1: It is a good time. Um, But that being said, okay, so how do you interpret this line? Because up to this point, I definitely thought of the king as, like, the pinnacle of the species, but they're clearly sort of reorienting it towards the queen, which, you know, makes more sense from, like, literal ants and literal uh, bees. But I guess, like, what do you think this, like, serves to portray or portend?
3: I mean, um, from my perspective, I feel like... It really just shows that um they like from Yuppie's and Pooh's perspectives, they always had looked at the king as if he is the ultimate pinnacle. But I guess um I guess with this newfound like feeding of the king and nurturing the king, they realize the most important is to uh in order for to sustain the species is like that longevity of like having that uh you know um I don't want to call it unconditional motherly love that helped looked after the king in the first place cuz like that's the only way the king came to be and how without that major importance of the you know the queen's actions that uh you know they were actually able to get this far in the first place to become that strong does that make any sense
1: yeah definitely um i'm kind of thinking about it in a sort of interesting way, because, like, uh, you know, spoilers for later in the series, but this show is very um, uh, trans-affirming. So it's interesting that this is, like, one of the most, like, worshipful discussions of biological motherhood I've ever seen without creeping into, like, really weird turf shit later. Um, And so it's kind of an interesting contrast.
4: Yeah, I was going to say that I thought that This scene in particular, this episode is like the first time I see Togashi really play with gender and um, just the fact that like, you know, they're supposed to be this more evolved species than humans and gender starts to become very uh, fluid within it, like that they can both Mm -hmm. take on the role of queen, like is Pito a boy or is Pito a girl and does that even really matter? And uh, I just, I like that a lot. I see this as a interesting choice that you know pito not Pito, sorry (laughs) poof and uh yuppie become the queen like mothers almost um when they're presented as like you know men
1: yeah a long time ago i did a research piece on uh like hymenoptera including ants and bees and we talked about the fact that like hey likely if you know the royal guards are modeled on like the actual uh sort of guard class of ants they're likely females uh like biologically but that presentation would be you know a somewhat meaningless concept to ants and that they and like this kind of kind of follows on with that actually which is like interesting to think whether or not that was intentional or not sorry not meaningless so much as just would be very divorced from the human understanding
3: totally that is like kind of juxtaposition with like the whole unconditional love thing cuz like without concepts like i guess it's just like um anyone could play i guess you can play the role of nurturing and um and loving and protective towards like something that you hold dear which is more of like a human concept but it's now being mapped on to You know, the feelings, like they they understood that this is how the mother felt because of, uh, I guess I'm trying to say that it's like somehow mapping on like the concept of like human love and affection with this undying loyalty that the mother had as like the ant queen for the species and like how those two concepts are uh, mixing here essentially is what I'm getting at.
1: No, that makes sense. And there's definitely some other themes, both positive and negative, they hit on with Motherhood that are coming up. Um, But kind of moving forward, uh, they mention, uh, I think Poof kind of thinks to himself that Meruem is suffering from a likely temporary amnesia um i did not do a research piece on you know uh temporary amnesia so i'm not sure if this is like as it's depicted in soap operas and the like where this can just happen really easily does anyone here know off the top of their head
2: um i don't know i I watched i watched some i mean quote unquote watch some telenovelas so uh maybe
1: was it la surpadora where this happens like three times
2: you know, I, I lost count. They just kind of blended together. I didn't understand any of it. I just didn't have anything better to do when I was a kid, so. Nice. And they're all speaking Spanish, so I didn't understand a word they said.
1: Okay, you know, I was definitely going with the, he definitely understood what he was watching, but I guess that was too much to to us too much to assume.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I speak German, not Spanish, unfortunately. Nice. But they should do some trail novellas in German. That'd be kind of cool.
1: So, um, you know, Poof recognizing that the king is kind of in this state where he doesn't really remember the past and also therefore not Komugi decides to send his clones instead of rushing to them like he was initially doing, he has them go to search for and kill Komugi to, you know, get that girl out of the way.
2: Thought um. Slayer? <laughs> wow. I love that
4: scene. I have such a testament to Poof's ca- character when he's like nevertheless i will kill the girl (laughs) we just watched the episode last night yeah
1: i definitely am now wondering if like the three of them are supposed to be like id ego and super ego but i haven't i have to refresh myself on those concepts the reason being the different ways they think of themselves and the way they think of themselves in relation to the king um with poof thinking about, you know, like, I'll do what is true to the ideal of the king, but is a disservice to the king's own trust in me, while like, you know, Yuppie would only do that by a mission, rather than by literally trying to murder someone. And so I wonder if that's, like, reflective of that, or if I'm, like, misreading that.
4: Doesn't Yuppie recognize what Poof's plan is and go along with it as well, though?
1: Yes, but... I don't know whether he would actively do it himself is the thing I'm wondering.
3: That's fair. Hmm. That's a good point.
1: Meanwhile, Pito is like actively trying to help Komugi or was until recently.
4: Well, yeah, I always saw that as Pito is the one that actually has the unconditional love for the king because she takes his what he has expressed that he wants and tries to make it reality versus Poof wants to make the king into what he feels the king should be. I feel...
1: Yeah, I got mixed feelings on that, because I would take that as they all have a form of unconditional love, but that, like, it depends on if you're defining love as allowing someone the freedom to be who they are, or if it is ensuring the well-being of them and their ideals. Because if it is allowing them the freedom to be who they are, yeah, Pito is by far doing the best at that in the way that you would want in a real relationship. But um, the reason I mentioned the idea of like negative aspects of like mother archetypes is like the, I don't know how to say, how do you say the mom version of paternalism without saying maternalism? Because you know, that doesn't really mean anything because it doesn't have the same connotations, but sort of the idea of like the mom who seeks to control you because I definitely feel like Poof is embodying that. Also, I saw Bo is Afraid recently, and that might inform a little bit of that.
3: Are you talking about like the smothering mother kind of concept? Yeah, the smothering
1: yeah. mother. Yeah, basically, like Poof is doing a little bit of that. that uh, it's called
2: smothering with emphasis on mother
1: law. Um, if you guys are interested in that trope, you should watch Bo is Afraid, but don't take my word for it. Um,
2: just don't take his word for it. There's no, there's no. Don't take my word for it, but. <laughs> Just don't take his word for it.
1: Yeah. So uh, during all this confusion, Meruem decides to just power up and sprout wings uh, and, you know, describes them as just feeling entirely natural, like they've been there the whole time, which is interesting because, as you might remember, Yuppie had sprouted these previously, and, you know, him feeding Meruem his cells led to him being able to do this.
2: He gave him the wing cells. Gave him some chicken wings. There's a joke there, but I I, I lost it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I thought it was kind of it was kind of funny because like I think my favorite part of that whole scene is when like he's like flying away, and then all of a sudden like, it's like poofs just gets punched out of nowhere by Knuckle, and it's it's like what the hell? And like the uh you just see that the, the uh, AP a- APR just following them. It's like what the hell is this? And he just like shoots it with his arm gun.
1: APR's appearances in the most random places are kind of the best.
2: It is. He is Bay, though.
1: Um, so one thing that happens uh, during that is I think while this whole scene's playing out, uh, Poof thinks to himself as a royal guard, as one who has inherited the queen's will, I will kill that girl. And I guess this kind of plays into what I was talking about. And this is what I was hinting at is just this idea of like, oh, yeah, the queen would have wanted her son's possible bride dead if it meant, you know, the his failure as the king. And uh, yeah, it does feel very, you know, smothering, castrating mother archetype. You guys ever listen to the Wall? Actually, I've I've never have. Actually, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest.
2: It's pretty good. It's it's really good. It's basically just like an analogy to Roger Waters, the the songwriter Pink Floyd's uh mentality of him like dealing with his connection with his mother, uh, talent and fame, and his father dying in World War II, and it's a lot of those themes, like a lot of smothering mothers, smothering people, people that don't have his best interests in mind. And I just thought about that, like, the whole, like, you know, the, the song, you know, Mother, Mother, do you think they'll build the walls? Like, Mother's gonna help help you build the wall. And just, like, the whole idea of the song of Mother of just the mom being smothering inside to protect her son from the world, even if it means sabotaging the son. And that's sort of what I got from that. And that's why I thought of that.
0: I don't know if this is accurate, because I, I don't have children. Uh, but, like... All I right. Feel like <laughs> um, but I I feel like uh that smothering like poof is inherently. Did we ever talk about how he's it's kind of selfish, right? Like mm-hmm. that smothering isn't isn't for the child, right? And maybe even if you pretend it is, it's not. It's really for your comfort and your safety. Um, and I think that's kind of the vibe poof gives off is essentially like it's not for the king ever or maybe it is, but like it, it really isn't. I feel like deep down, if we're going to psychoanalyze his character.
2: Yeah. He kind of has his own, it's kind of funny. Like, it's like he has his own self-interest and it seems like the, the theme of the Kings, the, the Kraytans guard is that they have their own self-interest, whether it be poof, like wanting to control the king and shape him how he wants or UP, where it's like, I I want to keep my honor and my integrity, even though it's screwing over the king. Or uh or or poof uh not poof uh pito where it's like I want to save this girl and help the king and save people also beat up this ten uh, year old kid.
1: I was gonna say I don't think pito's fits in with the other two, but yeah,
2: it's it's a there, there's there's something there, there's something cooking.
0: I think with um up his his it his like self realization and self actualization versus like selfishness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Poof is projecting, whereas UP's just kind of like, oh, I I can do what I kind of <laughs> want to do now. I care about the king, biologically, I guess, but, I mean, they've only been alive for, like, what, three
1: months? They're babies. I, I don't remember at They're this point. It's been They're somewhere babies. between weeks and
2: months. They want to open up their own Instagram channel and stuff, their YouTube channel, you know? Let them cook.
4: <laughs> I do think it's interesting that, like, You know, like, I agree that Poof is the more selfish character here, and he's the one, um, along with U 2 have, like, had the scene where it's, like, they have become the mother, like, the queen. But I wonder how, if the queen had lived, she would have felt about the Komogi situation. Because while she was, you know, pregnant, she had all these fantasies of him ruling over all species. But as soon as he came out, she was immediately deferential to his whatever he said you know like she accepts mm, that immediately fair. so i'd wonder if he said well like no there are some values to humans she would agree with that because she's agreeing with whatever he says or if she would continue to push him towards ruling over all species
0: yeah we i think are we in agreement that like or maybe not but that uh, lauren you triggered something in me like they all three of them are basically (laughs) you triggered me in a positive way um (laughs) all three of them are basically i think split from i mean everyone's split from the queen in this sense but like those three specifically are the are basically you combined all three of them she would have all of those feelings in one person if she was still alive
2: it's like right. it's like a splittering of her personalities into those three guards C- that we're yeah. That's to say, I right? guess
0: I guess because like she would like Lauren said she would have like just kind of listened, you know, the king is law. But also she would have that same selfishness to her. I think that um, Poof would have, and then also she is her own person. So like that
1: self-indulgent,
0: not indulgent. I, I don't
1: Do you know. I see two of it? those three. Okay. I feel Yuppie is the least the reflected one. in the queen. Because he's definitely about self-actualization and honor, and I don't see either of those in her
3: yeah, I would agree with that um and I would say that uh i i mean to to Lauren's point, I think that there is something to think about there that um whether or not the queen like if if she had survived and she had seen. Um, the king, like, continued to, you know, flourish, I guess. I guess it's another question of, like, how chimera ants actually function within their society. Like, whether or not, like, we haven't seen an instance of, like, a queen, like, because this is the only instance we've seen of chimera ants, so, like, we haven't seen someone like another chimera ant society where it's like, oh, after the queen birthed the king, she continued to matter in some way with the rest of the squadron leaders being loyal to the queen versus the royal guard who's loyal to the king and how that dynamic works out. But since the queen was dead, um, it's hard to say that whether or not she would still try to influence her with what her own like idea of what the king should be versus, um, you know, agreeing with what the king is already manifesting by just living his own life, I guess.
1: Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, like the king would have gone off and made his own colony and she would have remained in the old one had she survived. Because I seem to remember that being what actual ants do when a new queen is born. Like, when they cause the creation of a new queen is they send them out to somewhere else, but I could be wrong. And that varies across ants because there's a bunch of different ant species. Um, But at a thematic level, yeah, I wonder. I, I actually... That is an interesting question, because I think I definitely viewed the queen much more as, like, not even an animal so much as, like, a machine in certain ways, until she expressed her love for her son. Like, before that, it was just, like, this base need to eat to reproduce. Although, I guess you could argue that was because she was critically injured, and so, like, you know, she was just operating on instinct. But, like, I saw her love for her son being the thing that, like, quote-unquote humanized her.
2: Alrighty, so, uh, the first i'd like to point out is that the art in this this chapter is excellent like i don't know what happened like to gosh was like you know what maybe i've been slacking a bit he was taking all that bent up energy from drawing stick figures and just killed it like all this art in this entire chapter has been amazing like also some of the best art in the series thus far
1: are you still reading the official art or the official art
2: the official art the the official one in quotations okay yeah yeah, yeah. maybe maybe i got the good maybe maybe it was the good viz version yeah Yeah, i didn't i because the viz is two versions the one that's really shitty yeah the one they have the really good one
1: by like Obamacore or whatever that guy's name was
2: yeah barack shouts out barack probably the second best probably actually no probably the best thing that, that you've done second best presidency but you know still good presidency but you know kind of prefer your manga subbing anyways uh jokes aside that we made a joke last time too um the next one is this weird uh art it looks like, honestly it's it looks like really a rocky-esque of this mother breastfeeding this baby and it's kind of interesting they didn't put that in the anime version which i can see why they wouldn't want to do that kind uh, of i think you
1: skipped i think you skipped one where it's yuppie with wings holding
2: meruem it was just part of the 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 art compliment
1: uh okay. like just it
2: was part of the. It was more or less the same thing.
1: So, UP with wings is holding a burning marowaim to his chest in like a chi volcano, chi cyclone.
2: Looks like a sick ass tattoo. It does. I'm getting it. Just joking. Probably not. Actually, maybe. I don't know. I'll get something tattooed. Get UP. Uh, anyways, uh, the next. Yeah, like I said, the other ones like this. Drawing of this this manga panel of this mom breastfeeding a baby to represent the queen. And uh like un it's like unconditional love. It's, it's like a love that spells danger for humanity. It sounds like a, a like a cheap VHS uh description on the back. You always get like those B movies, it's like it's like she has twelve heads, how could she live or whatever?
1: She has twelve heads and an unconditional love.
2: Exactly. My favorite Rock song, anyways, uh the next one is uh this weird art style, like I said, the art style is going crazy. It's like uh the statuesque like they made Nurum look like a uh, a bunch of like like uh a Ital- like the Roman statues. He looks somewhere
1: between a Roman statue and like one of the war boys from uh Mad Max Fury Road, like with some like fucking silver spray paint on his mouth.
2: Witness me.
4: Or when you get exactly. the metal mushroom
1: and smash. Oh, too. I can too. see this as well.
2: <laughs> that too. But yeah. Also I learned recently apparently Roman statues were originally colored. Oh I yeah. Did not they know were know I did not know that. I thought they were they're all supposed to be marble.
1: No, most ancient statues in I won't say most cultures, but most cultures of that time period were painted. And like they're finding out more and more what the original colors were based on like analysis of the material.
2: That's actually pretty awesome. I would love to see a reconstruction of that. Like, well, like a digital one, not like a oh, let's paint over the statue because it'd be cool. <laughs> but I, yeah, uh,
1: I really wish AR if AR had like a really good place in the world, I really wish it was for going to ruins and museums and seeing how things originally looked.
3: That's possible, I feel like.
1: Oh, it's definitely possible. I just meant more like I wish it was more commercially feasible and popular.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so we're jumping all our money on AI so we can get like uh, beer commercials that look that look completely uh, satanic. <laughs>
0: um, I tried to use that Canva AI thing to like put me in a professional shirt, and what it did was
1: what? <laughs>
2: did it give me twelve fingers.
1: <laughs> you have all the power in the world, and that's what you do.
0: <laughs> it was free, um, and low risk, but I needed a professional headshot, uh, for work. But I don't have professional. I just didn't have one in professional clothing so i was like oh, i'll use like a picture of myself that looks nice but like i need to cover up a little bit um so i was like put me in a shirt and it, it um it put two images of poorly done blouses onto the existing sweater i had already had um, <laughs> so artist your job is safe because it did not work then that's not how you wanted oh no yeah exactly so uh that was the best version of it the other versions like at one point it put me in like a pilgrim top what? for some reason what? Um, <laughs> i didn't save any of these pictures i wish i did um and then it actually gave up after like this i was like try again and it just put the words put me in a shirt on top of my shirt okay. in here to fall
1: that ai is self-aware <laughs> and is making fun of you
0: it is it's just like okay here you go
1: here you go well, fuck saucy. off
2: I mean at least didn't give you twelve fingers or made made you try to drink something. No, so you know I'm really good.
0: glad that it kinda it like really sucks because <laughs> we got we got more more jobs for the economy, y'all.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. It's so weird that the issues with AI is that it can't render fingers properly and people uh, eating and drinking it can't do at all. It's so some, weird. some
1: modern ones, like more recent ones, can render fingers pretty well. Yeah.
0: And to be fair, like that's notoriously hard to do. Beginning drawers, like when I was a kid and could like try to draw anime. I'm putting air quotes up for anybody who can't see. Um, but anime, it would everyone. It was just like blocks. It was just like the people. Anytime I drew something, their hands would be like this, like uh, closed fingered and like strapped to their side or like behind their back because the fingers are hard.
6: It's so hands hard. Are weird. They're
2: so hard. <laughs> I mean, at least you gave them the proper amount, though. So. You, you still get props oh, on that. I think
0: I just drew a straight line. Honestly, the how to draw anime uh, YouTube videos I watched when I was like 12, straight line, just a straight line.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's fair, yeah. As long as the hands are hidden, they will never know. Anyways, hands aside, uh, apparently Hirohiko Araki did a guest panel on this, and by. He, I think he did, he absolutely didn't, but for some reason, uh. For some reason, Tagashi decided. Oh, I want to make everything look like a stuff. For some reason,
1: yeah, it's a very JoJo uh picture of Komugi.
2: A very new, like new JoJo, like like an uh, like a like steel ball run on, not like a like part three and stuff like that. Oh yeah,
1: it's not. It's not like a. She's not like the most jacked version of a blind young game player <laughs> you'll ever see.
2: My name's Komugi. Whatever. I'm I'm, I'm... seventeen years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah. I was just, but, total yeah. Steel Ball Run vibes. I yeah, still I see need it? to read it, it. It's really good. So my hometown, my hometown's pro- also, my hometown's somehow a checkpoint in that, too.
4: Really? That's what? so
2: exciting. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, Union, uh, they start, I think, I forgot a channel, is, but Union Beach is actually where my, where my family, my grandparents actually live and where I went to oh, school Oh, yeah, parents so. also
1: from the tri-state. I forgot to mention this.
2: Yeah, I grew up in Middletown. I actually was in the same area Joe was, potentially and, uh,
4: that's awesome.
2: But yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's really funny. Like if you look at like union beach on Wikipedia, it's like, Oh, it's like this, like, like middle-class, you know, more right-wing area. Also there's a checkpoint in Jojo. It's just like the funniest, like sub note of all time. It's like, imagine just some old person. Oh, I want to check out the history of my town. It's like, (laughs) what is this Jojo's bizarre adventure? And you just see like, you see like, uh, with the weirdest Jojo scenes. I'm trying to think of what would be the weirdest one. Um, Probably, oh no, you see, like, uh, just see, like, uh, uh, jonah like, touch, uh, touch, a, a Guido Mista, like, on the park, like, try to heal him up, or like, um, uh, oh, the Jonathan one, uh, uh no, jo- Joseph and, uh, Joseph and Abdul with the magnets. Oh,
1: you're saying, like, if there were just checkpoints for that on people's Wikipedia pages for their towns in, say, Egypt?
2: Yeah, and it's, it's like, what oh, <laughs> <this> JoJo thing. <laughs> that would be really funny. That would be really funny.
3: It's like this Jojo's where... adventures
2: like Yeah, just imagine Egypt. Also, it was a place in Jojo. I was like what the fuck? It's like, <laughs> Egyptian it's a Wikipedia
1: well sorry, Arabic Wikipedia must just be <laughs> full of like just nonsense about JoJo.
2: <laughs> oh god. Anyways, um and speaking of Jojo reference, the next thing is next you're gonna say and it uh, shows Palm covering her eye looking and seeing stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if this is actually a JoJo reference, but goddamn it kinda looks like one.
2: It kinda does. Maybe the stone looks like the, the red stone of Aja. Maybe. Aja God, I need to listen to Steely Dan again. Anyways, uh yeah, and then the last one, uh the king is somehow alive. Or aka somehow the king has returned.
1: You know, I heard that they announced gone. that the king was back in Fortnite.
2: Oh hell yeah. Does he dab? Yeah, why not? Nice, nice, nice. Gonna, gonna kill the, gonna kill uh, uh, kill Netero in uh, Tomato Town.
1: Yep. So I have a note here to rate those deaths. I don't think anyone died.
2: Mm-mm. No, I don't think so either.
5: In fact, the opposite happened.
2: Yeah, like, someone yeah. got on the live. Yeah. <laughs> That's <a native> <laughs> point. <laughs> so, someone got, someone got real live. You
4: could say that the gang. His hearts died when they heard the king is still alive maybe some internal death going on
2: yeah it touched him deep inside the day the king was alive <laughs> i'm
1: i'm gonna give the king's not death a negative nine for negative nine death just because negative of nine death
2: native nine death just because it was undeading yes undeading and it just like we're going was with a big orgy.
1: final fantasy tactics tactics ogre you can you could use to heal items on dead things and it will hurt them.
2: He yeah. used the phoenix down on him. Yep. Phoenix down. That's the um,
0: one Final Fantasy reference I totally understand. Actually, like actually, this is the one I only wh- played which, ten. Which I've one? I only played the Titus one.
1: <laughs> wait, no, but we what what, what? 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 No, his name is Titus. Is it really? Yeah. Well, so it's because his name. So I I could be wrong about this, but I could have sworn that his name in. Maybe the Ryukyuan variety of Japanese like literally means the sun.
2: Oh. Cause it's
1: like it's, it's actually yeah. Tida. I'm gonna look this up. But anyways, let's go to break.
2: What about what about <laughs> the character that that what about the character that's named Butts?
1: Oh that that man's just a butt. He's
0: but. in every he's in every Final Fantasy according to Tommy, so.
2: Butts.
1: Actually, wait, it just occurred to me, yeah, what did people think of this episode generally? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut it off.
2: Oh, it was it was an episode. <coughs> Things happened. People people then people got alive.
4: I love this like an episode. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I think Poof is a hilarious character. I love to hate him, and this was like his episode in my mind.
3: Yeah, or the next next one too, I guess. Also, next one too.
1: Definitely. Um, well, with that, we will go on to the next one in a little in a little bit. Uh, before we thank anyone else, let's thank our patrons who helped make this possible. Uh, we're going to do this in a round. Each person takes someone, and we'll just do this in random order. I'll start with Tim. Mia. Uh, uh,
0: I should scroll to that part. Hanaro. Arthur.
1: Okay, uh,
3: David and Lauren, you can do the next one. Hey, Rem, let me tongue punch your fart box. Thank you so much.
4: Thank, you. <laughs> really
2: appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That
1: is legitimately one of our patrons' uh, patron name. So
3: yeah. Wait for real? <laughs> yeah, yes. Let me tongue. Oh me yeah, you weren't
1: here watch. on the last episode when we found this out, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on?"
2: Yeah, I just saw this in the notes, and I was completely concerned, and thought Joe lost it.
1: Uh, we also have Valteri. Mickey. Mickey. Oh shit! Sh- sh-
2: uh, Mickey. Well, this Alexander? is going really good. This is really, much. we do <laughs> We're doing this because it's what I
0: The silences. Tommy, <laughs> can you fill the silences with something? Like, I don't Just know. Just fill
1: it Fill it with, uh, <laughs> fill okay, it with Lucas way. or NB Dweeb. Or, if you want, Kenny.
0: Kenny. Yeah.
1: Are yeah. Actually, actually, not
5: NB N- Dweeb? I don't
1: know. I- i don't know which one it is NVD. oh no who, no big deal weeb yeah i know who this person is i don't know which way we're supposed to pronounce <laughs> I was it out
5: them <laughs> please let us know them. <laughs> actually
1: yes if you if you could please let us know that'd be great
2: send us send us the give us the pronunciation it's dms or something yeah. um and then kenny but yeah like tommy um actually you know Tommy to fill the void just play uh the song uh uh, uh Timmy and the Lords in the Underworld. I forgot what the name of that is. The one from Rock Band. Uh, and the Lords. Okay. What's the name of yeah. And now we're from, from Rock, Rock from Band. You know which one benefactors?
0: Who's no one? Do we have compatriots? No, we
1: don't have us. <laughs> and I'm trying to see if we can get on a new network. It's Tommy. me,
2: Sega Saturn Shiro. If you guys want a good podcast about the Sega Saturn, check out the Sega Saturn Shiro podcast. We just launched a new podcast. Hey Patrick, we just, if you we we want to pay us,
1: you can totally advertise on the show. he has to to pay
0: us for his own show to be advertised on his own show I'm fucking
1: with you
4: My name's Tegan Somerset. I'm Rocky
3: Hardy. And I'm Brian Cartwright.
4: And we are Impossible Coin, a podcast about video games. Join us every other week as we discuss gaming news. Did
3: you know he tried to
1: smuggle $100,000 across the Canadian border?
4: Genre differences. Sometimes
1: it's
0: your turn to press the button, and sometimes it's your turn to block. And deep lore. I have spent so
4: long on this, Brian, you can't do this to me.
1: We will sell you nothing and solve none of
2: your problems, but we sure are fun. Impossible Coin! A
4: podcast about video games. On
2: Thursdays
3: Thursdays <laughs> I'm Lawson Leong I'm Benel Jamosen. We're the new co-hosts of the Ballin' Out Super
4: Podcast And the old co host of the Talking Naruto Podcast Well, I wouldn't say that
1: we're old, exactly, Benel We've been doing it for five years Old enough uh, Where have our lives gone? Watching Naruto films All of them And recapping them in full And as we head to the end of Naruto We're starting the beginning of Dragon Ball
3: that's right, Benel. Now you and I are the hosts of the balling Out Super podcast, where we're recapping the best part of Dragon Ball. Original Dragon Ball, from the beginning, with special guests.
2: Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Listen to Talking Naruto then. And now,
1: Calling Out
3: Super! Super
1: welcome back oh uh wait we're recording right yes all right welcome yep. back episode 129 formidable enemy and clear objective aka hyoteki
2: to mokuteki i just wanted to get an announcement gordon lightfoot's dead who is that That's, again he's the canadian singer i uh, funny story my mom got tickets to his concert like like two years ago and canceled due to covid he was supposed to come in december this year and he canceled and then he canceled again because he died. So,
0: <laughs> Patrick, I for some reason I thought this story was going to be like, yeah, my mom went to his concert thirty one years ago. He might be my real dad. Um, Jesus, <laughs>
2: he's he, no, he, he, I have a, I have a, I have a fraternal, uh, fraternal twin,
1: fraternal half twin, yeah, half
2: twin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's my evil villain. He's a mustache and he has hair,
1: but he doesn't look like you at all, actually, because
2: you're no, fraternal
1: half twins.
2: He, weirdly enough, he's actually he's he's actually uh, Filipino. So, Anyways, this episode was originally that
1: released in Japan on May 14th, 2014. The equivalent manga chapters are 302 and 303, which were released in Japan on March 29th, 2010. Patrick, tell us uh, what happened in the episode and not about your Filipino half-twin. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> what about if my Filipino half-twin had something to do with this episode?
1: Uh, tell us about how he's the lead animator.
2: He is. His name is Patrick... Uh, I don't know some, I don't know any good fil- Filipino last name, so. Good. Just, just fill in the blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway, <laughs> anyway. The good
0: stands really out. Yeah.
2: Anyway, sorry, I was eating a pretzel. Anyways, the poof, the poof. Why did I put the poof runs off? The poof runs off after getting Knuckles and then power stuck to him, and even after a massive blast attack, cannot seem to shake it off. Poof runs into Knuckles, and it was like, K spy he is hurt, he is on the hunt for the traitor, Melorone. They decide that, the, they they're like, oh yeah, we need to hunt down the traitor, the traitor ant, which is the one that makes things invisible. So, they're on the hunt, but running to find them, they uh, ran out to Kamugi, and uh, Pooh finds himself into uh, into a bit of a, uh, but was it a bit of a, a fork in the road? Uh, was it the fork in the road with or the, or the guys that are pointing at the castle walls or whatever, or was it the two roads? What the the Yu-Gi-Oh I have thing? No idea. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh puzzle, oh, oh, the
1: Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, I don't remember what the name of that one is. Oh, yes. Do you guys know what he's talking about? Because it's a very famous internet meme image that a lot of people were blown away to find out was actually a like crop from a Yu-Gi-Oh card.
2: I, I was talking about the 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 ones that's like, oh, you're at a road, but one's a, one brother's a liar, one of them tells the truth. Oh no, like,
1: that's a different. Are you, isn't that I just a riddle?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's from Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> That's weird. Right? Wait, okay, sure <laughs> <wait,
1: wait>. Patrick, <laughs> I'm are you talking sure about one it... of the two different houses, or are you talking about the two Chinese racist stereotypes?
2: Um, the the latter, the one where he has gate oh. guardians. So, Patrick, you you're, you're being a racist?
0: Are one you, white? Cast should, no,
2: I I I have a per, uh, no my ha- my, my half uh, <laughs> <What? Puerto laughs> <laughs> no, paternal brother is Peruvian, Peruvian, Puerto Rican. No, sorry, your half brother. My half fraternal <laughs> brother is 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 Filipino, so we're all good. Or did I say he's Peruvian? I can't he remember. He said
1: Peruvian, Puerto Rican, and Filipino. I'm gonna put that out there.
2: Yeah, he he is. I don't even know what the combination of those are. But uh, he you've is described the...
1: uh, one of the characters from John Wick
2: three. <laughs> 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 is he the the blind dude?
1: No. Anyways, keep going.
2: All right. Anyways, uh, where was I at? Oh yeah, the the the. Yeah, Gate is the best Yu-Gi-Oh card. Anyways, uh, he has a choice: go after Melorun or go after Kumugi and remove her from the game. After much consideration, he goes after the girl, but ends up playing a game of tag with Killua. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's an interesting episode. I really enjoy it. I think uh, I'll, I think I say that about every single episode. I enjoy all these episodes very much. But the thing is that I thought this episode was interesting because it showed things
3: happening. I don't know where it's going. with Sick. that. Sick. i think it was really cool because it really showed you like kilua he never loses the focus on like we have to prove with certainty that like this is what the enemy is thinking like he like his like his assassin like genetics essentially kicked in and was like no hold on hold on we can't just like just jump to conclusions here and then assume that they're going after the traitor he's like we have to absolutely analyze everything to make sure that uh, that's the actual case. I just think it's a good testament to his character and how he's the one that comes up with the plan.
1: No, I I absolutely agree. Sorry, Lauren, go ahead.
4: No, I was just going to say I totally agree too. I mean, it's such a good display of... uh... Also, he's so right because if they didn't make sure, you know, they're all dead. No mistakes can be made here. And Kilua always knows that. Is always aware that a mistake is fatal.
1: Definitely. Um He's I
2: think, also very fast.
1: Yes. Uh, I was gonna say I think earlier in the uh episode they Yuppie says when he sees uh the king, you know, make his hand vagina that he shoots the laser out of, uh he says uh Yuppie says something to the effect of my power was not meant for me, my power was meant for the king. It's kind of continuing this idea of the royal guards and him being sort of like one person ish. Like basically everything he is and everything he, everything he is and everything he could be is there for the service of the king, up to the point of even becoming and being eaten by the king.
4: So creepy, man.
1: Yeah, it's it <laughs> is, and it does feel like the attitude, like a like you know, like a a incredibly devoted knight would have. You know,
4: I see it. It's like because it's all so sexually coded you know that he's like the ultimate sub
1: but
2: he's also a mom <laughs> that's
4: just what it. Is. yeah that's true he's also a mom which he's you
1: know, a co- ultimate sub orgasming mom subway Under-under.
2: orgasm <laughs> death gimmick
4: written so well i find it so disturbing
2: i mean it's it's, it's it's definitely the second worst subway person i've had to describe before
1: I do think it's interesting how saying all those things that it is out loud when you combine them makes it sound ridiculous, but in the moment, each of them makes sense. They do. Like, we're sexualizing moms, but not the way you think we are.
4: Not the way you want us to.
1: (laughs) Not the way that you would actually maybe find vaguely appealing. It's just going to be weird,
2: actually. (laughs) There's a lot of antennas and legs that is in regards to that and also multiple fingers. We don't know what's up with that one, but <laughs> can I just say stuff. the
3: laser was epic? That was pretty epic.
4: It wasn't epic laser. I loved APR just floating back in though, looking as cute as ever.
1: He's the best. It's, um, like, it's like
2: it's like that ain't shit. <laughs> Lauren and David,
1: I forget. Have you guys read Nausicaa? No. I have not.
4: Yeah, double no. Oh,
1: man, someday I gotta get everyone on the cast to read Nausicaa because I think a lot of this stuff post-Rose is a Nausicaa reference. Um, this along with Togashi already talking about Nausicaa references he's made earlier in the manga, but to reveal how it is would be a major spoiler for Nausicaa, so I'm gonna leave it to myself for later.
2: Can I watch the movie? Or is no, it, like... it doesn't.
3: It, how do the... you spell it? out of curiosity oh i think
2: n-a-u-a-s-s-i-c-c-a there's two c's in there somewhere i
4: think you are you joking i'm not sure. no i think you
1: might have no you that actually is you no you misspelled it it's n-a-u-s-i-c-c-a you you said n-a-s-s sorry
2: i had an s -S 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 yeah my bad
1: yeah it's n-a-u um it's also the name of a character from the odyssey but she's like a minor character but uh but uh, cool. Miyazaki based um, her vaguely, based the main character vaguely on a description by another person of the character from the Odyssey that maybe extrapolated a lot. But there's a lot going on there. We can't get into it now. What are we saying? I just or- want to
2: say that, that is isn't me or does Nausicaa look like a really well put together Mononoke? Okay.
1: Uh yeah, Mononoke is actually pretty similar to Nausicaa in certain ways, but the thematic depth and the range with which uh Nausicaa deals with is much wider. And I think it's maybe my favorite Miyazaki story, but it is a bad anime. The manga is amazing.
2: Fair, fair, and he and he criticizes his son for his bad anime. Shame. Speaking Ghibli, I, yeah.
0: do you want to know which one Tommy absolutely hated and will never watch again and will boycott the movie?
1: Um, is okay, a is it a Ghibli movie but not a Miyazaki no, movie? No, it's a fully a
0: Ghibli movie, a Ghibli-Ghibli movie. But it, uh,
1: but, I, it, but I, is I, it yeah. a Miyazaki movie?
0: It is a Miyazaki movie.
1: Oh, okay, because I had some guesses about like ones that don't overlap. Mm, no, um, it's...
2: I'm counting. Po- I- I'm gonna say Pomco Poco. What about no. you guys? Yeah, I'm gonna say Palm Poco as well. Okay, but I guess that's, that's not the case. Those
1: are good
0: questions. No, it's um, it's Totoro.
2: Really? Really? He fucking
0: okay. Hates. We watched it for my birthday because I love the Ghibli films. He hated um, your birthday,
1: is what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are getting married.
0: And we are <laughs> getting married. Um, I actually, have a no face on my leg now. It's my first tattoo. Is. That's oh, a that's cute! You just little shitty, no cool. face on the back of my calf. Um, just the outline. We should post um, it
2: as a uh, Patreon exclusive.
0: It's Patreon exclusive. You can take a no, picture. I'll our, take a picture of my calf and send fans. it to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's only, only fan thing, yeah. Instead of feed, it's just my one tattoo on my like shin. Um, yeah, but if you
1: want feed picks, it's mine and Patrick's.
0: It's or Patrick. Yeah. yeah, you get the pinky toe for three hundred dollars of Joe. We're like
1: linking <laughs> fingers, but it's toes. It's toes. Yeah,
2: I'll I'll draw a face on my toe, like uh, like in iCarly, for like another three hundred dollars.
0: Like yeah, for for what?
2: Don't, Don't ask. worry. It's a long story. But anyways, where are we at? We talked about toes and was it so, hot moms? You
1: know, speaking of odd fetishes, uh, you know, Merrim has this uh, domination thing going on and he, uh, you know, points out he he like basically figures out that there's no way that UB could have gotten free of the technique of APR without, you know, something sus- suspect having happened. Because if the other people are alive and he is free of it, he must have gotten them to agree to some deal and so M questions his having made a deal and not killing morell, uh, to which Yuppie says he has no excuse and is willing to accept any punishment, Daddy. I guess um, you could say
2: that. I guess you could say that he they had an emergency meeting and uh and Yuppie was sus because he was venting. And I no I, no can I yeah. can
4: I say that I did love his explanation where he said like. They had made an agreement and the Merwin was like, well, after the agreement, why didn't you just kill him? And he said it felt like betraying the agreement would be losing to the enemy in some way. And I felt I need to co- beat the enemy wholly. I cannot lose in any way. I just thought, what a good what a good line there. And
2: I actually then- did like that one a lot. It, it, absolutely, yeah. it
1: absolutely is a great line in, in terms of illustrating his character growth and sort of like this sort of like honor ideal that he's built up and like kind of he is embodying it without the cultural baggage he is like literally seeing it as like a matter of his own worth to defeat people on their own terms
4: yeah and he found it on the battlefield which just makes it so much realer i
3: think sick um i was just gonna say that the i think that it's interesting that like uh he learns this with battling with specifically humans. Like, Yuppie is the only one that they, you know, say like, oh, Yuppie had no strain of human DNA in him, you know? Like, that's the, he's the royal guard that was, you know, conceptualized like that. Um, So to to have him learn that specifically and like through the battlefield have that kind of emotional connection with uh, other people in some way, I feel like, is kind of i feel like it's trying to say something along the lines of um it's like up up while being the least inhumane still finds that act like actualizing himself in a in a way that's not the easiest way to actualize yourself is the most fulfilling way to live and to betray that is to betray how he lives his own life. Like he goes through kind of like a similar reference, uh, kind of play that Meruem has like Meruem clearly is the strongest species, strongest of all species and can destroy anything. But the fact that, you know, the whole Komugi juxtaposition, um, you know, helped him realize part of the humanity. I feel like it's kind of a similar kind of, uh, conclusion that uh, uh what's his name? Not Poof. I just said it. Yuppie. Yuppie. Yeah, Yuppie comes to that conclusion in a similar vein um, like Marowim, but he just goes down a different path of actualization. I think that's kind of interesting. Um And I, I'm sure there's, there's something there that that's talking about, you know, like humanity uh humanity finds itself even in the most uh, maybe not humanity but like kind of rules to live by find themselves in the most uh unlikely situations like you'll just be living out your duty like how you normally live your life but then all of a sudden from a different reference or viewpoint you kind of have to reevaluate what you're doing you be without any human strand of the DNA was forced to do that so like it's kind of saying that's like maybe a theme of life rather than just a solely human thing i guess that's what i got from that
1: i i would definitely agree with that strain um i i also think i've talked about this before on the podcast and um you guys might agree but it i've had this idea of the chimera ants being a nascent civilization and sort of uh you know they're being posed as just like a civilization in transition as it gets exposed to others and kind of like learns more about the outside world And with that, I think Yuppie in his quest for self-actualization kind of indicates the way people kind of move through different moral philosophies. And in a certain way, he's kind of reached, like, the ancient Greek value of, like, arete, like, which is, or or, uh, arete, I'm very bad at pronouncing ancient Greek, but it's, like, the idea of, like, moral virtue and, like, uh, pride in oneself and, like, a fair contest. And, um, you know, that was something that was rife in Greek philosophical thought in the ancient world. And I think it is very befitting of, like, a warrior uh, culture and a warrior mentality. And I, I'm this is not, like, just me, you know, talking about this uncritically. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, negative issues to the way that, like, shape the culture, et cetera. But in his case, as someone who, like, because of how short his life is lives on the battlefield. Um, It is fitting and like something that would, you could see his moral development occur by virtue of a way that you learn to carry yourself. If you have become aware of who you are as a function of battle.
2: That's some Melier solid ass stuff right there.
4: (laughs) That's so interesting. It's also so interesting to me, like that, Yuppie's honor that he finds and, like, his moral transformation that he finds is so interesting to me because, like, he's a chimera ant royal guard and then there's Poof, the chimera ant royal guard. And when he hears Yuppie say, like, I couldn't lose to the enemy in any way, he's just like, you idiot. I hate you for that. Why did you not kill him? And, like, Poof loves tricks, you know? Like, he implements tricks in this episode and throughout the whole thing because... Uh, to him winning is something else entirely it's just killing the enemy as opposed to defeating them on like a moral or philosophical level because he views the enemy as being so inferior to him that there is no moral in killing it's not a moral question of whether or not he would kill a human in the same way we would not view a moral question in reality by killing an ant
1: interesting i I'm kind of looking at the different Chimera ants in terms of like, maybe like a virtue or like a precept they embody. Like, because I had thought about the Erete thing before, but like, this has kind of made me crystallize some of my thoughts around it. And, um, I was thinking about the fact that Meroem, after Yuppie admits this basically says, Oh, I'm not going to punish you for telling me the truth. Like he's, you know, like good parent type, type shit. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm wondering if for him, like his value, this might be, you know, overstepping this as like, maybe just my lens into looking at it. I wonder if Meruem's value is one himself as like the pinnacle of all life, but the idea of truth and seeing his mission as bringing his truth to the world, um, because I, I do think his valuation of truth as more important than, like, I guess, like, traditionally defined loyalty is interesting. um Because it would, to me, it would kind of indicate that he identifies himself somewhat with, like, uprightness and the willingness to tell the truth. And keep in mind, there can be a negative aspect of that for him, too. Because, like, for him, the truth of the world is that humans should be subjugated to the ants in, like, the... Hegemonic chain, like the hegemony of the food chain. To quote the Hunter Hunter uh, soundtrack, uh, is that you so- say that I call titles. it hegemony? It's hegemony.
2: Oh, I, I call it hegemonia. I mean, I'm I think dumb. it's from
1: an ancient Greek word, which is like hegemonia, which is close to what you're saying, anyways.
2: I got you, but to be fair, I do the same thing with with ep- with epitome. as the epitome. So yeah, I'm kind of stupid. There's there's a lot of that.
1: Um, but yeah, I I think Merowim has like a very tightly wound slash like strict code and ideal, uh, and that truth is part of that, but that truth can kill, and that, you know, truth doesn't necessarily have to be right in the long run, but yeah.
3: I think that's pretty well put, honestly, and I think he developed more of that viewpoint, or I guess you can see that at least through his actions, he you can insinuate that maybe he developed more of that viewpoint after his fight with uh, Netero, especially. That, you know, he he has a um a conception of the world that he just needs or he wants to make sure that reality matches what he knows to be true and therefore, you know, it's one of the most important things. Also the fact that they're also com- you know intercombined now um really really emphasizes the fact that they must be Uh, truthful to him just as like he would be his truth uh, his true authentic self to them essentially
4: I kind of have a question about the whole mind connection thing because it's said that like you know they can share in the king's thoughts is the king not able to share in their thoughts like how does the whole kamogi plot get hidden in poof's thoughts if he can if they're
1: I'm not sure And this is definitely something I'm wondering about too, because I we've talked about in the past that the ants up to the generation of the Royal Guards and Meruem all had telekinesis. Like that didn't mean they were always thinking, not telekinesis, sorry, telepathy. Um, didn't mean that they always knew what each other were thinking, just they had the ability to broadcast and be heard. Um, meanwhile, as part of the metaphor of them individuating, they lack the ability to I guess. I guess. Do they lack the ability to broadcast, or do they just not use it much? Because I think each of the three royal guards
3: have the ability to broadcast and listen. I don't. I think they don't actually. I, like I think they it. don't. Yeah, I think in the I think in the anime and manga they explicitly state that they don't have the ability, and that's why uh, Pito has a cell phone. cell phone. Yeah, oh, and they don't know where right. Pito
4: is when Pito's fighting Go and they have, like,
2: <laughs> no. imagine, I'm just imagining him pulling out, like, a... You know, remember those sidekicks? Just pulling yeah. out those... No, do you remember the fucking phones...
1: Dog? Do you remember the fucking phones that Leorio had in, like, you know, when they, the manga originally came out in 1999 that was a fucking Beetle? Yeah. <laughs>
3: that was <laughs> wow. a sick phone, though. That phone looks sick. I'm it's gonna be pretty not gonna sick. lie.
1: Um, but the reason, the reason I mistook that is because I was remembering... <laughs> this is gonna sound really stupid once I say it. I was remembering Poof communicating with himself... Which is different than communicating <laughs> with others. So he has a tel- he has a telepathy, but not the telepathy all the other ants have. I yeah, guess like
3: how does that work? How does how does he communicate with his own segments if he has like his own? I'm going own... with fucking. Is it just he's it's thinking? It's just like
4: thinking, like, right? Or... Yeah, of,
1: yeah like I think thinking. he's just, just thinking like like across thinking. distance. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going with. Yeah,
3: the the thing is,
2: is that the way that I think it works is that even if they did have telepathy, they don't have the ability to read minds. So. Like it's like, um, it's like when you have a. I don't know if you guys ever use a rate, like the like a handheld radio. It's like when you hold down the button or you turn the squelch off, where it's like at a certain point you'll broadcast, but at a certain point you Just to clarify, you, won't. you
1: mean a walkie-talkie, basically, right?
2: Yeah, it's the same thing, like a, <laughs> but like a like a like a ham radio or something. If you guys, yeah, use I've never one used one a ham
1: radio, but I've used I've used a walkie-talkie.
2: Yeah, walkie-talkie is the same is the same concept. It's sort of like that where you can broadcast what you want, but you don't have to broadcast like everything in your mind. Where it's like. Oh, I really think that Pito's hot. Oh, did I say that out loud over the thing? I'm sorry. <laughs> wow,
1: Patrick, you just put that out in the airwaves. Um, exactly.
2: I, my, my the brain, the brain, uh, the telep- telepathy. Peter yeah. now knows.
1: So I agree with you about the selectivity about like what they broadcast, and that's something that I was kind of thinking about. The reason I brought it up about their comparison with the other ants is because to this point they've kind of talked about their individuation and why they didn't have telepathy and so the fact that they have something like telepathy now even if we're very unclear about the mechanisms um, is kind of this decreased individuation like it goes along with their decreased individuation as they've like literally consumed each other.
2: Yeah the things that I think it's not really a telepathy or that it's just them like because they put themselves inside of the king so he would know like have memories potentially like engrams of like memories like the thoughts and stuff while he might not remember a lot of stuff he knows like you know instinctively oh this is how i know what the tell is or how i know they might be lying or something like that
4: so that would make sense then if it's going off of they put themselves in the king so they can get the king's thoughts but he didn't put himself in them
3: i was about to say the same thing like how does it go both ways i guess is like a little bit confusing because like he, they yeah. both pick up that like, oh, the king is extremely confused. Well, how do you know that? You know.
1: Well, I mean, they might they might just get that from like they might just get that from noticing how he's
3: behaving and him. Doing- <laughs> yeah, I guess like picking up body like language. He put his turtle head and you know his
4: little turtle hand.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
3: I think he said. I, I think he specifically
2: said, "I don't remember like X or Y or whatever." Anyways, like I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, specifically. So that's probably probably good tell. you might be a little bit confused. Yeah,
1: it's interesting that the telepathy is going the direction we're talking because like when you said like, oh, yeah, he ate them. So they understand his thoughts. And like, if I just heard the sentence out loud, I would think it would be the other direction. Like, oh, he ate them. So he understands their thoughts. But yeah, I I guess if if the idea is that their cells are still alive and transmitting in his body, then I guess I could see the other one. And maybe that's what they're going for. But like, yeah, the the mechanism here for me, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a leap of faith and just say that you're right on that. But I'm also (laughs) just like, what the fuck is this mechanism?
4: It's a little murky there, Togashi, but that's okay.
2: Yeah, honestly, I just really think it just like the the king's God always had that like when he was born because they were always raised like you need to protect the king, you need to know all the stuff, and you know their jobs was to make sure the king is protected. So I think they would already know that, and they're just expressing what they know because they've expressed like like that that tell before like that oh the king is worried or distressed or whatever before that like even this they ate them. So I think it might it might just be a thing they're built in with versus something that the king developed because he didn't give a shit about them because it's like. Oh, they're just my servants. I don't need to think about. It. I'm the king doing king things. But now that they're a part of him, he knows whether he likes it or not that they're they have tells or like they're sort of memories of and or, or I guess their their instincts per se. I guess at least that's my thoughts on it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I
2: don't know. Yeah, it's a weird thing.
1: So, um, speaking of uh, Meruem's, I guess like thoughts and feelings. Um, there's a quote that I took down, uh, that I thought was particularly interesting, which Meruem says, I believe this is a trial that Ants must overcome to evolve. We must accept our emotional instability. Uh, sorry, I think I've took on part of this wrong. We must uh, accept our emotional instability as well as a traitorous betrayal as we move forward. Humans are a sacrifice meant to help, uh, arrive at the next stage of evolution. Um, kind perfect of just
4: stepping stone he Pretty says right
1: Ah, uh, thank you okay i think i just like fucked up as i was writing this uh but <laughs> yeah so it's it's interesting to see his perspective and kind of how it's changed um because it, it went from this idea of like oh yeah we need to keep humans around uh for their worth to like oh humans are valuable but as a stepping stone specifically which is interesting I don't exactly know what to make of it off the top of my head, but it is an interesting change.
4: Is that not because he's just going through the amnesia right now?
1: I think you might be right that it might not reflect his like long-term philosophical development. It might just be more like, a, I forgot about the cool human. Yeah. <laughs> the one who I told not to show up at school before I showed up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but even when he was talking to Netero in the fight and he said, like, listen, some humans can live. But he's still like he's still pretty uh, eugenics right there, where he's like, you know, some are good, some are smart enough, some are valuable enough, but not all. Um, and then, yeah, when he loses his memory, he just goes straight to they're all a great sacrifice for our evolution.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's not a long term reflection of his moral slash philosophical trajectory. So much as just like he forgot the cool humans.
3: I think, it, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but from the way that I saw it, I thought that he could, you know, still have that long term perspective with that statement, as in like, hey, we have to deal with these humans now, but they're deaf like, the the way that we deal with them as, as in mostly eating them and creating them into new and better uh, Chimera and soldiers, um, seeing how that like kind of was like the more of a stepping stone kind of like yeah we'll keep good like maybe i read that as um he was willing to keep around the good ones still like the ones that he deemed good or valuable and using the basic template or like uh components of a human that aren't present in chimera ants like emotions um for or like feelings for others and stuff like that like how those um come into play with their new i guess combined species that then uh you know how 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 basically they're intersplicing these huge these new human variables that he as he puts it to to then basically say now we have a new set of constraints now we have to try to optimize and become as good as the with these new constraints as as the next uh pinnacle of like all species essentially because like he basically saying like we're going to eat the humans and take what they have like in in a bigger wider sense like take what they have and then try to optimize both of like the ant chimera ant side and the human side so that we can as a new species flourish i guess that's how i saw it but it could also be that he just forgot about the the other Human. i think they're
1: both possible like i think like maybe it reveals another side of his perspective that he's had the whole time and that like some of the reveal is inadvertent because we're omniscient in our viewpoint of it and are seeing him stripped of the i guess like uh the sympathy that he has um so it's possible that both positions were there the whole time you know yeah yeah um definitely making me think of uh have you guys watched love death and robots
2: i need to watch oh we watched i watched some of it
1: so i think some of it's better than others but did you watch the hive episode
3: Mm, i don't think so
1: okay uh everyone uh pause the podcast watch the hive come back think of the (laughs) chimerians um yeah so i'm not gonna get into the details of that but it's about a species that tries to incorporate other species DNA um, in a way to surpass them. It's interesting. Um,
3: yeah, it's kind of exactly what I'm getting at. But go ahead, Carrie, what you're about oh to yeah, say. Oh, yeah.
1: No worries. No worries. Uh, and, like, actually, uh, we've talked about this in pre- a couple previous episodes of the podcast of, like, oh, in certain ways we think, or I think at least, uh, that some of what's going on in this saga is sort of, like, I won't say like a one-to-one retelling of World War Two because that's absolutely not the case, but like, you know, there's like broad themes and ideas and the idea of like a victorious side in a war incorporating what they can of like another culture and trying to like pick it apart and take in what they can without losing themselves, I think fits within that ethos because like, if you look at post-World War II US and American uh, relationships with regards to business you definitely see a lot of people trying to learn from each other but not in the positive way that makes that sound very cooperative so much as the like hey we're gonna pick you clean culturally um, and it kind of fits along with that so yeah I, I don't think they were doing it at the genetic level in the 80s but uh, you know what I'm saying
2: we we know what you're saying they weren't doing genetics back then we gotcha
1: uh, but uh, switching gears, um, so going back to the uh, Poof Komugi and Kula situation, um, I really like this whole thing where Poof basically says he has his like ultimate trick and like you know his greatest magic, where he decides to try to make uh, Komugi suspicious of Kilo's intentions, and uh, this being his great trick. And also, I kind of like seeing the narrowness of um, Komugi's you know strategy brain. Where, like, hey, if it's in a game of abstract reason, she's a number one. If it's just, like, hanging out in the real world, good luck.
4: (laughs) 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 Can I say, I love... and What I think one of Togashi's greatest strengths is, is that, like, Kiyawa, yeah, he's this assassin, crazy, and, you know, Gon, he's crazy powerful, but they still so feel like little teenagers. Like, when... In this fight with Poof, he says to him at one point, he says, you're really starting to piss me off, which is just like such a funny thing to say in a life or death battle. You know, it's just so Feels teenager. Like slaying...
1: Oh, sorry. I just realized you didn't watch you Hakusho. I was going to say, sounds like saying the main character of you, Hakusho to watch. I would have said.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, I just think, th- I think that's great. It really um, is such a testament to his character.
2: It probably would be like that, but he's, he's giving the bird as well saying that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um they they still play as like believable uh preteens or teens or preteens.
4: Yeah. And also he refers to Kamogi solely as the woman every time he talks about her, which is crazy to me cuz she's like what the same age as him? Maybe a year or two? How old is Kamogi?
1: Kamogi? I think she's older than them. I would say
4: she's an older teenager. That's
1: like, my guess
3: yeah, too. Like
4: maybe twenty, like
3: twenty. Like
4: of an adult. I always thought she was like fourteen. Yeah. yeah, I thought
3: she was like, I mean, I guess she's like a world champion, so how young can she be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think she's in her late teens and just kind
1: of, by virtue of being a very humble peasant and blind, um kind of has this like helpless air to her that people usually associate more with children.
2: Yeah, that not to mention, sense. not to mention, she might like. Uh, I know that the 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 the, the new Gorto or is or no, what is it? The East Gorto, East Gorto. Sorry, there's a lot of Gortos. Pretty much just an, an an anagram for like North Korea. So they, maybe it's like uh because they're like a lot shorter. Maybe it's like a thing like that. They look a lot younger, I guess. Oh,
1: you think she could be malnourished? It's yeah. Awesome
2: I was we'll thinking malnourished because of history. abuse, not
0: necessarily because of. Mm. I
2: guess.
3: Both are possible. It could be
2: a little bit of both, a little bit of A, a little bit of column B.
3: Yeah.
4: Even if she is an older teenager, though, uh, referring to any kind of teenager as the woman is a funny thing. Because it's like, he's such a child. Only a child would call a teenager that.
5: Well, tweens think anyone over 15 is ancient. Yeah. So So true. (laughs)
0: It's so true.
1: I mean, so there's entire compilations on YouTube of Kila talking to women and just being an asshole. So it it fits in character. Like him talking to Bisky and him talking to the elevator attendant from Heaven's Arena.
4: I just want to know if everyone agrees with this or not, but I read, especially with this last rewatch that we did, which is maybe our third or fourth time watching the show. Um, I think Kilo is gay. He's in love with Gon.
1: Oh, yeah. I think he's absolutely. a little bit of a gay
4: misogynist. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> with mommy. They'll
5: learn that, you know, women aren't his competition. His only competition <laughs> is his insecurity. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. The only women he's cool with are trans women. <laughs>
2: What's the opposite of a turf? Whatever that is,
4: an ally. <laughs> uh,
2: a that too. A that
1: too. C- Cis excluding radical feminist <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Cis> this,
6: c- <laughs>
0: this category
1: I just invented.
2: It could be fur feminists or uh, female excluding radical feminists. Maybe I don't know. No, that doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay, Alex. Like That's surf. just That's misogyny. <laughs> yeah. That too. Let's surf the web. No
1: no that's uh no now i'm just imagining surf but was spelled with a c-e-r-f and it's just miluki just like using the internet <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god
1: um anyways uh yeah so back to komugi and meruem so um the episode nearer the ending uh, meruem remembers a foggy form of a woman as a sound rings and he says there was something else he's forgotten you know, it's very, uh, I'd almost call that melodramatic. It just feels like, you know, the moment in like a Asian drama where someone who has amnesia is like beginning to remember the outlines of their beloved. And it's like, oh, what's going on? He even says the pain won't cease.
2: I feel, I mean, that's me too. I feel that. But
1: you just feel that about life generally, right? Not about sure. like something you're half remembering in a dream.
2: I mean, probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Have you guys ever watched... This
1: reminds me of something very specific. Have you guys ever watched the Jackie Chan movie, The Myth?
2: Is that the one where he falls... No. He goes down the staircase <laughs> or whatever? I have no idea what you're oh, sorry, talking Sorry, he about. goes down the pole with his bare hands and hits up the No, lights? that's
1: police story.
2: <laughs> sorry, I get those mixed up sometimes.
1: No, no, you don't. You've never... Not- <laughs> The uh so the myth is a movie where Jackie Chan plays an archaeologist who every night has a dream about like an ancient Chinese woman and then like s- surprise he's the reincarnation of like a guy who like helped guard her in the distant past but it definitely reminds me of that just this idea of like you know these half remembered dreams of your like one true love or whatever
2: that sounds like Yu-Gi-Oh are you sure that he didn't just remake Yu-Gi-Oh
1: No it also sounds like InuYasha I guess
2: I guess. I guess. Was, was Kagome reincarnated?
1: Yeah, she's a reincarnation of Kikyo.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't man. even know that. Yeah, sounds like we need to do an Inuyasha rewatch.
2: <laughs> I guess so. To be fair, though, they, they skipped over that, that anime so much and repeated it that I guess I lost track of it.
1: It's pretty, it's pretty easy to happen.
2: It's Adult Swim, after all. All right. Um. So we probably should start the manga notes. Unless we have no, any last last, last thing in the anime. Gotcha. um
1: It it ends with a shot of Gon and Pito walking to the forest at the foot of a mesa or cliff where there is a manor on top.
2: This should hold hands.
1: Yeah, I guess. But yeah, tell uh, us about um, the manga.
2: Alrighty. So uh, let's see. Let's start. Um, uh, when he was shooting his giant, his shooting his shot, shooting his giant laser thing, uh, uh Meruem his arm looked a lot bigger in the manga than the anime like it's like all median stuff like uh like some cell explosion energy or maybe did i miss that
1: um it was it was there in the anime but yeah
2: it wasn't emphasized enough i don't know maybe maybe i just noticed more details like i didn't notice there's eyes on his goddamn hands
1: yeah the it really just emphasizes how much it just looks like a vagina dentata
2: what a wonderful phrase horrible phrase it means no children. For no. Uh, anyways, uh, sorry. I was every time I hear that I think of that dumb fortune joke. Anyways, um, the next one is uh, is uh, a looking very drip, like with his like his baggy pants, hands in his pocket, holding uh, holding Kamugi, like giving this cool pose, like with his legs stretched out, very drip, very drip, very drip. And the next one, uh, it's very. Con- I guess Joe found it looked very common reader esque, but I kind of. It kind of looks more like action bastard to me. So
1: in the manga, there's like a shot of like what effectively looks like a common writer character with a belt that says "Ant" on it, and it's accompanied with the phrase, "I'm sure he'll remember ruling all life is the one and only goal."
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: And then he there fights a bunch of people. Some comedy related when that when he drew that for sure.
1: Oh, definitely. And it, there's it's, no way. I kind of wish it had been in the anime, but it would have really just like soured the tone. While in manga, you're like, okay.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You could be just like, oh, okay, and move on. But in the anime, it would have been like, what the hell? What was that one shot of an ant wearing an ant belt pointing at the sky? That would have been weird,
2: it's I think. It's it's the, it's the <laughs> Ultimate Muscle reboot. That's kind of sick, dog. Or Kaneko Man, depending on which one you watched. I like both, but, you know, Ultimate Muscle's good. Anyways, uh, the next one is another shot of the crowd looking very. uh. Very, they kind of remind me of, like, the Attack on Titan characters, and uh, one of them looks very problematic.
1: I think Badrick is saying there's one who's black and has pretty large lips. Um, Oh, yeah. It's it's a little problematic. (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, maybe, because, like, the other figures also kind of look like weird depictions of white people too so i'm willing to bet this is also maybe not a great depiction of black people yeah. yeah um i was gonna say also so until patrick pointed that out i was just thinking this picture just looks like a bunch of soy jacks to me
2: yeah d- just a bunch of soy jacks you honestly that...
0: if you had to let me guess like what anime this particular scene is from and i didn't know this was hunter i would say it was attack on titan I was,
1: yeah if you covered poof and yeah. told me oh, yeah. that like yeah, Meruem yeah. was the final form of the Winged Titan, I'd be like, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's Cell, but it's fine.
2: Exactly. Speaking of which, I wonder when they're going to release the next part of the Attack on Titan part... Was it Final Part, Part 3, Part 2? I think is that that's the designation of it. The Final Part, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. They need to release that so I can stop watching this awful anime uh not this an- the the attack on titan not hunter hunter's a good anime but i just want to finish this damn anime up parts shit uh but yeah that's sorry i just really hate that they did that that really annoys me i really wish they didn't do that anyways uh just name it like season like like seven eight and nine god damn it uh so anyways uh yeah that's, a, that's about it uh from the manga notes don't think anybody really died in this one right yeah. Again, um, no, no deaths.
1: I guess, like, do you guys have any thoughts about these uh, episodes overall besides, like, yeah, man, it was really good? Um, like, I guess, like, uh, David and Lauren, like, why did you want to be on this episode?
3: Um. Well, two reasons. I think that we both really enjoyed Poof's character in both of these episodes. Um, Poof. I th- Poof's <laughs> our favorite royal guard. Um, Damn. Which is a little controversial, I know, um, but uh, yeah, just poof feeling really cool, and also um, just Kilo's moment as well, and also there's like a lot of like small, subtle no- moments that really like point to like larger concepts that just are you know really good in any story.
4: Yeah, I would say. Well, first, not to. Not to say that Poop's the favorite. He's the favorite, but I hate him. I ha- I think he's the the worst of the Royal Guards, objectively. But oh my god, does he make me laugh. <laughs> I think Every time he says Sire, I lose it. Every it's time. so
3: good. The English Sire! voice act. We only watch the dub, actually. It's one of our rare uh, This is a rare dub watch for us. That we actually think the dub is superior to the sub and hot take that's a hot take i know Damn. but it's one of the only ones where we think that the voice actors that did the dub really you know didn't like just phone it in you know they actually tried
4: i would kill to be in the voice booth for these episodes with the poof voice actor because he just gives it dub. his all
5: <laughs>
2: hey, if you're going to phoenix uh, phoenix fan fusion christina v is going to be there voice of kilua
4: oh cool
2: so we can I'm not meet. I'm not
4: going, but that's super well, sick.
2: I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah. You I'm only six hours They're away, nowhere you near. Do
1: don't, it. Don't, no, they're, don't they're six hours in New York
4: away. Or? No. Where we're six hours, yeah. Oh, okay. They're
1: in Santa Monica.
2: Oh. It, 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 nice. I mean, I don't think it's worth it, to be honest, because Fan Fusion's okay. Yeah, it's I mean, it's fun, okay-con. but... It, it's, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, I probably would go, probably go to... Honestly, I don't know. I don't think there's really any great, like, like anime... Like, not anime, but, like, comic general i mean anime la is probably the best one but still i think what was the point i was making again
1: i have no idea i have no idea
3: we never the know Kilo
4: voice actors there
2: yeah go oh no wait no that's sabaton Khan. sorry wrong con never mind okay
4: <laughs> but yeah um for the episode i just i love poof so much his portrayal his he's just so unhinged in these episodes I love when he splits himself and he tries to get the game pieces and he's just going crazy. And I love my guy, Kula. I love his little fight. Um, I think it's great. And also it really goes to show how powerful he is where he was like burning Poof segments alive. And it was like, Oh, he could really do it. He could really,
2: really give do his it.
4: all in this fight. But then, you know, Poof runs away.
2: There. Also, I got it mixed up as the voice of a uh, Kurapika, Sorry. Also cool. Down. Yeah. So if you guys want to do that. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, you know, I'm going to do what I said not to do, but I really enjoyed these episodes. Uh, I think as uh, discussed, they feature a lot of interesting food for thought, uh, both in terms of the character development of some of the, uh, of Meruem and the Royal Guards, but also uh, Kila and uh, some of the others as, as, as well, just kind of gives you a lot to think about. Uh, I'm very excited for what's coming up next. Uh, But uh, I I don't think I wrote an announcement of this. We're going to probably go on a little bit of a hiatus for a while. It's not going to be too long. But uh, long story short, in our own personal lives, there's a lot going on, uh, including some trips internationally. uh, But we'll try to keep it short uh, and maybe just record some stuff that doesn't require any prep in the intervening time. But for right now, this is the... uh, last regular scheduled episode you'll hear for a little bit but uh thank you very much for joining
2: us we'll be back in two uh, years guys
1: no it's it's not gonna be like that at at the latest it would be july at the latest and you'll probably hear some like we honestly i'm kind of since it's not canon i kind of want to cover uh the second hunter hunter movie like without us doing any prep because it doesn't fucking matter
2: yeah, and we and we actually caught up to where that is. We were originally yeah. gonna do something like that for but one before we started Hunter, but it was really spoilerish and non canon, so I don't think we decided to do that one.
1: Yeah, so honestly we might cover um what is it called? Uh Hunter Hunter the the last mission. The last mission. Yeah. We're gonna cover Hunter Hunter, the last mission, maybe, um, without preparing for it because it doesn't fucking matter
2: yeah well it's what a really good you know sense?
1: advertisement for it you should really watch this thing that f- fucking sucks
3: yeah hey it's probably I mean, better than watching it well we yeah. might do
1: a, a live you know like a live uh react. commentary so, better than
3: you, watching it alone then
1: yeah that's that's a better <laughs> way of putting it you guys you guys could definitely join we could turn into a drinking game every time you're just like how does this fit in canon is said uh, you have to drink
0: i haven't met, awesome. i haven't done a drinking game rules in a while so we really should I'll drink, I love doing I'll drink this time. I'll drink
2: this time for real, though. Oh, Patrick! I'm, yeah,
0: look at your liver. My liver <laughs> shot now because I've drinking so much. So you, you, you um, should
2: you should ask uh, ask Hannah how I was at my at the uh, at, at the Osaka's.
0: Oh
5: gosh, uh, he he had a lot of fun. <laughs> Morse kept um, Morse
2: kept making me drink, so that was fun. Uh,
5: ah, a lot of sake bombs, which are dangerous. <laughs> Tfti guys, do we, do we still say that collectively? Tfti. <laughs>
2: What
1: does that
2: mean? Thanks that, for the invite. Thanks for the invite, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh damn. I think this one I, I just like, invite... up. <laughs> I could have to invited you on a uh, Discord. Oh,
0: most likely you did, yeah. I, I was
1: gonna say you
2: probably have to message her directly.
0: Yeah, you have because... to like call me, beat me if you want to reach me. God uh, damn it. Kim.
2: <laughs> but you yeah, know, I'll, I'll make sure to call you next next time. I feel bad.
1: Okay, we're yeah, still recording should. just so you
2: guys know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay, that's <laughs> fine. Tommy or Tommy, yeah, Tommy, don't cut this off. Uh, anyways, uh, call
2: right, me 480 no.
0: David Lauren, I don't know if you met Tommy. I don't know if you saw he was here. He's the guy who edits our podcast, but he also like lives with me. Um he's my roommate. <laughs> so-
4: hi, Tommy. They're engaged. Since you're listening. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> Say hi to Tommy. Thanks, Tommy.
0: He's a nice guy.
1: Anyways, thanks so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just chat to chat on our Facebook or Twitter at SpiritHunterPod. Hey, speaking of plugs, uh, Dave and Lauren, if you guys would like to plug anything. Lauren, I know you're a writer. I, I don't know if you've had a chance to put something out recently, but if you want to plug that.
4: Oh, it's still in the works. Catch me back in a couple months, maybe.
1: Is there any preview or anything that they can check out?
4: No, there's nothing. <laughs> it's It's still very
3: much being formulated.
1: Oh, okay. Sounds good. Dave, tell us about corporate software that they can check out.
3: Hey guys, if you need hey, do you need a website? Do you need software developed? Anything. Anything involving computers? Just come on down to WPL Software Solutions. The number one sponsor of the Spirit 100 podcast. We oh offer
0: <laughs> Absolutely the get, number one sponsor. Get, get,
2: ready, get ready to get fired for sure, dude
3: i i'm the boss, the boss so it's, <laughs> it's uh it's kind of uh my <laughs> okay. okay okay, okay. <laughs> never mind then you're good to go um but yeah that's it
2: that's all i got
1: <laughs> thank you okay.
2: heads up thank check you.
1: us out at patreon.com slash and join our public discord where we'll be discussing the shit of hunter you and much more speaking of the discord if you want to support us another way you can help us by giving us a written review on apple podcasts each review gets a surface to tens or hundreds more people finally today's intro and outro themes were made by michael shingo crawford and maddie m respectively check them out on uh youtube and also big shout out to our editor tommy who will have more work than god today um thanks to him the Good rest lo- of the crew thank can... you tommy yeah thank you tommy the rest of the crew can focus more on doing research and talking to gashi see you on the other side
0: he's a solid roommate honestly keeps the house clean <laughs> doesn't complain <laughs>